the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show. Good to be with you on this fine day. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Have you ever read the Bible and changed your mind about something? Maybe you were doing it in personal reading. Maybe it was a sermon you heard or maybe something on the Pastor Scott Show, but meaning that you really got into the Bible and there was something that you had always thought about God, but then you read your Bible and then you thought differently, changed your mind to, to be more accurate to what the Bible actually said. Uh, says That's what we're really going to talk about this, this hour, but there's something that inspired it that I wanted to talk with you about. And so you can give me a call and tell me about your story of how the Bible changed your mind about something. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. There's a couple of things that I was doing as I'm reading and preparing for the show. One of them is that I discovered that the World Economic Forum, we'll talk about that in a minute, but they had a symposium on artificial intelligence. And we've talked about that on the show. I know that not everyone is tracking with this yet, but it's incredibly important. AI, because it's interfering with people's jobs, it's going to change our lives. It could actually end careers that certain people have, and it's going to change careers that are coming in the future, you know, to do something else. It matters a lot. And some people are saying, whoa, you know, Elon Musk and people like that are saying, we got to back off of this thing. It's dangerous. But then there are other people who are full blown, you know, let's go forward as fast as we can with all of this stuff. World Economic Forum is one of those groups. Do you know what that group is, World Economic Forum? It is a it's it's a international organization it's a non-governmental organization like a non-profit it's been around since 1971 it's in headquartered in geneva switzerland and the purpose of the world economic forum is to promote this is the official purpose here okay to promote public private cooperation and find innovative solutions to global challenges that sounds fine right um but when you hear about them it's usually in controversy um, or it's usually because of an annual meeting called Davos. It's held in Davos in Switzerland. They usually say it's the Davos meeting. And the people who show up to this are world leaders, other uh, heads of state, CEOs of major corporations, a lot of uh, prominent academics and other influential figures from society. And they gather together in an organization that has no authority and has no accountability to discuss how we resolve Lots of issues like economic development and technology, sustainability, climate change, healthcare, education, gender equality, lots of those hot button issues. And the thing is, that is maybe the most controversial about them, and there are many things, is that they aren't accountable to anybody, and yet it seems like they have an awful lot of influence over the world. It seems like this group, and you've got heads of state going there, right? So what kind of agreements are being made that aren't really agreements, but 
what kind of agreements are being made and, and probably being made with the idea that, hey, this is good for society. I believe, I, I believe that a lot of the things that ultimately go wrong are things that were done with good intentions, right? You've heard, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Well, there's an awful lot of uh, pavement around the world that was paved with good intentions and we got problems, right? We've got problems. We got homeless problems. Why? Well, we got good intentions. Put them in the house first and that'll solve the problem. It doesn't solve the problem at all. I take offense at our policies and strategies. Did we hear that? I don't know if that, well, that was our friend. I take offense at our policies and strategies. That's one of my favorites from the governor there. See, so one of the things that they do is they're very elite and they don't involve a lot of people unless you fit kind of into the the elite, you know, whatever you define that as. But most people would say leaders of state, leaders of high-powered corporations, global corporations. And they don't have – they make decisions that seem to impact global companies and countries, but there's no democratic process. There is significant corporate influence and – Many people say that the corporate leaders are just there to make more money, and that's how decisions would be made. Uh, lack of diversity and representation, usually it's just a bunch of guys, uh, typically white guys. Uh, lots of different things, and they disconnect from other grassroots movements and people on the ground. So there's a lot of controversy with them, and that's there. Uh, just so you're you're kind of aware, and aware that I'm aware of that. But this is something that I think when I was thinking about this, there were a couple of things I was studying. This is the Pastor Scott Show, by the way, and uh, where this is leading is to say, have you read the Bible and had it change your mind about something? And I'm encouraging you to do that because the World Economic Forum is suggesting that artificial intelligence soon will create a new religion that is actually correct. You're going to hear them say that here in just a second, and create a new Bible And that's all the more reason for us to actually know what the Bible says, because I think that we get deceived mostly because of things that are subtle, of things that are, did the Lord really say? And that same lie that's in the beginning of the Bible is carried all the way through it. That's the one where we get in trouble. So uh, top official of the World Economic Forum has called for Scripture to be rewritten by artificial intelligence and create a new Bible. His name is Yuval Noah Harari. He is the senior advisor to the World Economic Forum and argues that AI is to replace Scriptures and give us um, a religion that's actually correct. And here is what he said. What he's talking about are the benefits and the power of AI, artificial intelligence, that it can be harnessed and reshape spirituality into the vision of equality and inclusivism, according to AI. Humans and other organisms, they they live, they exist, they develop by cycles. We need to rest sometime. Mm -hmm. AI never needs to rest. Now, that's the first thing he says, is that AI never needs to rest. Unlike human beings, it doesn't shut off. You don't have to take a vacation. You don't have to uh, take the time off. You don't work eight-hour days or 10-hour days, whatever it is. AI is always going, and he's saying that's one of the great benefits. And then this is where he goes for what AI is going to say or do. Now, the other two things we need to know about AI is that, first, it's the first technology ever that can make decisions by itself. Now, think about that for a second, what he just said. It's the first technology ever that can make decisions by itself. The first technology that will make decisions. 
I hear a lot of people saying, oh, all these worries about AI, every time there is a new technology, people worry about it, and afterward it's okay. Like when people invented writing and printing presses and airplanes, they were so worried, and in the end it was okay, AI will be the same. It's not the same. No previous technology in history could make decisions. You know, even an atom bomb actually empowered humans because an atom bomb can destroy a city. It cannot decide which city to bomb. You always need a human to make the decision. AI is the first technology that can make decisions by itself, even about us. He's excited about this. He is, listen, this is not just some guy who's got a blog out there. This is a guy who is a senior advisor in a group called the World Economic Forum that gets a lot of press, that gets a lot of attention, that is making a lot of uh, you know movements in corporations and governments around the world. And there's a lot of conspiracy theories about what they might be doing here and there. Uh, and it, I realize that. But at the same time, you cannot deny that there's influence. Otherwise, you wouldn't have heads of state going there and leaders of corporation and corporations. And then they have a secret meeting and they come out with some decisions, whatever they are. And even though maybe this kind of organization dies one day and something else takes its place, this is something that we should be aware of. And I want you to hear what he's saying here. He's talking about, and right here, he's talking about artificial intelligence, computers, taking human beings out of the loop when we decide who we're going to drop a nuclear bomb on. That's literally what he just said. Uh, that, that, you know, that is, that's war games. Remember that old movie, War Games? That's what that movie was about. Uh, that is what the Elon Musks of the world and other people are saying right now. When you hear them say, these leading scientists like Elon and some other people saying, hey, AI could destroy the world. That's exactly what they mean. But here you have a guy saying that this is good, that decisions like that can be made by a computer. He goes on with this. The third thing about AI that everybody needs to know, it's the first technology ever that can create new ideas. You know, the printing press, radio, television, they broadcast, they spread the ideas created by the human brain, by the human mind, they cannot create a new idea. Now, I don't even know if I believe that. You mean that, I guess he means the technology. He means that the, you're listening to this radio station. The station itself doesn't create new ideas. It's the human beings who are the hosts who create new ideas. Um, but the, the technology, the microphone, the speaker you're listening to, your car stereo, those things themselves don't create new ideas. He's excited about the technology of artificial intelligence because it can make new ideas. And you're going to see where this is going. You got a comment on this? This is the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. You can also send an email to Pastor Scott at kkla.com. And you're listening to a top official with the World Economic Forum, and his name is Yuval Noah Harari. He's a senior advisor in the WEF, and he is leading up to the creation of a computer-generated religion that maybe everybody would follow. You know, Gutenberg printed the Bible in the middle of the 15th century. The, the, the printing press printed as many copies of the Bible as Gutenberg instructed it, but it did not create a single new page. Isn't that what you want from your printing press, by the way? And you certainly wanted that. Now, the, have you ever seen the Gutenberg Bible? 
You know what that is? It's the first, I think, printed Bible ever. There's one of them in the National Archives right now. I saw that a couple of years ago. It's incredible to stand next to this and the fact that it is just making copies of what was available. It's one of the reasons that Christianity and the gospel spread around the world, because people could read their Bibles, because people could actually have it in their hands, and they didn't make changes. They didn't go through and say, well, let's, we have an opportunity now with this new technology Let's, you know, adapt things. Now, there are some arguments that some people will make about Old English and, and you know, the translation of the Bible in 1600 and how maybe today it's, it would mean something different. And you can make those things. But in, in big picture theology and doctrine, it didn't change anything. It didn't change uh, what the Bible says, short of a few passages that might differ between one language and another. And by the way, if it bothers you that that there are some differences in ancient manuscripts and things, almost none of it changes. In fact, none of it changes a major theology or doctrine of the Bible about Christ and salvation. None of it does. There are a few things that have happened in Bible translation when you find different things that actually change maybe the meaning of a certain sentence, but it doesn't change the meaning of the text. It doesn't change uh, anything related to spiritual truths or things like that. There's just almost nothing. It's, it's part of the miracle of what the Bible is. And the Bible was written by human beings, people who are called by God over 1,500 years. This is Christian, what we believe is Christians. Over 1,500 years, put the Bible together and told the same story. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like the Bible anywhere. And this person is dismayed that when the printing press was invented, that apparently he's dismayed that nobody took the time to add pages or take things out. But AI can. It had no ideas of its own about the Bible. Is it good? Is it bad? How to interpret this? How to interpret that? Um, AI can create new ideas, can even write a new Bible. That is extraordinary. Now, are you tracking with me here? This is, you know, and what I was, when we look at things, people often ask me, you know, how do we learn things just about even what's happening in the world? You know, how do you actually take a look at, say, some of the controversial things going on? I sat down and I read all 49 pages of the Trump indictment in Miami. Have you done that? You should read that. It's 49 pages. Most of it's completely understandable. And then the interesting thing is when you actually read the source of something, and then you turn on the news and you hear pundits talk about it or you turn on your radio and you hear, you know, whoever it is talking about something. You can tell. You can tell whether or not they've actually read the document or not. And the way you can tell is by the way they talk about it and the things that they say. See, and you I find this really interesting. Just maybe we'll talk about this uh, another day on the show. And I encourage you to read it because then we'll have a great conversation together. And, you know, kind of what's your, how does it change your, your, your thoughts about things? And, and uh, it's very interesting to do. You know, one of the things I noted, for example, is that I'm hearing on the news, many pundits saying there's a, there's a part of that document that says Donald Trump had a meeting with a reporter and he showed that reporter some classified information about an attack, a potential attack in another country. Now the New York Times, CNN, and some other outlets have said that he showed him information about an attack on Iran and that it's about a a disagreement that Trump had with General Miley. That could be true. But what I found interesting after reading the actual indictment is the indictment doesn't say anything about Iran or General Miley. That means – so what it's telling me is that somebody's leaked that information, that either that information is made up or somebody – or if it's accurate, somebody leaked that. 
out there. So you see, you just get a little bit of, uh, you know, it's a small thing. Maybe it matters. Maybe it doesn't. But you notice a subtlety when you go to the source of things. And that is one of the reasons that understanding your Bible and doing Bible study matters, because there's a lot of subtlety out there to different things that we're told, sometimes in church, and sometimes it's very honest, right? Sometimes as a pastor, maybe I will misspeak or I will, uh, there have been times when I misspeak. You know, one time I got Leah and Rachel reversed in some sermon, and I wasn't deliberately trying to do that. I just accidentally reversed them in some reference to them. And uh, thankfully, somebody in my congregation called me on it. In fact, several people did, actually, (laughs) which I enjoyed because that means that there's people in the congregation who've actually read that story. Um... And there have been a couple of times where I've been wrong about things because I hadn't read the story in a long time, and then I said something about it, and there's a piece of it that I forgot, you know, or a piece of it that I got wrong. That happens, and the only reason that things get corrected is because the community of believers has actually read their Bible, and we can do that for each other. And you can do it in a mean, nasty way and discourage people, or you can build people up and say, hey, I know you didn't mean this, but here's what it actually says, and this is what you said. And you know what? That's actually really helpful. It helps you mature, and it reminds you to pay attention next time. And that's one of the things that I'm I'm also suggesting. So I'm I'm listening to this and he's talking about the ability of artificial intelligence to add or take away or interpret religion. Like this man, Yuval Noah Noah Harari, who's an influential figure, okay, in the world at the World Economic Forum, is talking about trusting artificial intelligence over trusting the Bible or trusting I would say you could apply that same logic to any other source, that it would be better to trust AI, which we know, by the way, makes mistakes, to trust AI than human beings. If you want to comment, this is the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. He goes on to say this. We, you know, throughout history, religions dreamt about having a book written by a superhuman intelligence. By an- okay, book written by superhuman intelligence. By the way, most religious books out there, it's written by a human who claims to have had an encounter with God or an angel or something and then wrote it down. The Bible's different. The Bible does claim to be written by God or inspired by the Holy Spirit. That's what the writers of it claims. And it was multiple people over 1,500 years and it's not a dream of people. We accept that by faith. But listen to what he's going to say uh, as, we, as he continues in this. A book written by a superhuman intelligence, by a non-human entity. Every religion claims our book, all the books of the other religions, they, humans wrote them. But our book, no, 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 no. It came from some superhuman intelligence. In a few years... There might be religions that are actually correct. That Listen to that. In a few years, because of artificial intelligence, this is what he's saying. There might be religions that are actually correct. Hear that. They're actually correct. And he's going to tell you why uh, here. There might be religions that are actually correct. That Just think about a religion whose holy book is written by an AI. That could be a reality in a few years. That is an incredible thing. An incredible, incredible thing. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. In his mind, 
Now, his mind, this isn't just one guy. This is a guy, and this is why I think this is so important. This is a guy who is influencing heads of state. This is a guy who is influencing corporations, large global corporations, okay, major, major corporations. It's a lot of power in big corporations, okay? He's influencing people and influencing policy, and what he's advocating for is an artificial intelligence creating new scripture, artificial intelligence, AI, creating a new Bible. And here's what I find most astounding about this. I mean, there's so many things. Artificial intelligence is not an intelligence. It's programmed ultimately by human beings. It's taking information that human beings have come up with and joining it together and giving you some answer. And I'll tell you what, I've used it. It is an incredible tool. It's amazing. But you have to check it because it's wrong. Remember, a while ago, I had it write a sermon on the air. We did a whole thing for it. It wrote a sermon for me on First John. And you know what? It outlined that book really well. It established First John and gave a summary of it and an outline that you could preach. There's no heart to it because it's, it's you know artificial, but you could fix it. But if you didn't know your Bible, then you wouldn't realize that one of the verses that it used in the sermon was actually from the Gospel of John, not First John. See, it got it wrong, and it didn't get the theology wrong behind it, but it got it wrong, and that's subtleness. You know, think about this. If your doctor is using AI and then uses that as fact, but they're subtly wrong about a certain treatment plan that otherwise would would, would change your response, that's terrible. And now they want it to create religion. What do you think about this? 888-528-2557. When we come back, I'll take your calls. William and other people on hold. I'll get your call when we come back. Plus, I'll give you some things that are in the Bible or that you think are in the Bible or that many, hopefully you don't think, but many Christians think are in the Bible that actually aren't. I wonder if AI would be able to decipher that. This is the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557, I'll be back as the Pastor Scott Show Wednesday edition continues. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com. Or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. We, you know, throughout history, religions dreamt about having a book written by a superhuman intelligence, by a non-human entity. Every religion claims our book, all the other books of the other religions, they humans wrote them. But our book, no, 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 no. It came from some superhuman intelligence. In a few years, there might be religions that are actually correct, that just think about a religion whose holy book is written by an AI. That could be a reality in a few years. That was Yuval Noah Harari of the World Economic Forum discussing the what he thinks is the greatness of artificial intelligence and how it will be able to actually make decisions for us about dropping nuclear bombs and where and how to do that and also can rewrite the Bible. In, in fact, it can create entirely new religions that in his sense is based on fact, and he's treating AI like a god, like it is a superhuman intelligence. You know, mechanically, I guess it thinks pretty fast. It's remarkable, but it's not God. It's also not actually intelligence, and we know that it gets things wrong. 888-528-2557. Uh, William and Fullerton, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. 
Hi, Pastor Scott. Hi, William. How are you today? I'm uh, doing well, as well as can be expected. That's good. I and I just uh, I just I just heard that the voice of the uh, this the same group of people, one of the heads of that same group of people that wants to uh, get rid of ninety percent of us on the face of the earth. They want to annihilate. Well, I don't want to get into some of those other things that maybe they're they're talking about. They do worry about overpopulation and things. But right now I want to talk about artificial intelligence or imagine that artificial intelligence would make the decision about who lives and dies or how long you should live, those kinds of things. Here he's talking about the scriptures, that that it would rewrite a a religion that, according to him, would be true because it came from a superhuman intelligence, this computer. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's frightening, yeah. to say the least. You know, it's uh, uh, go ahead. But you know what it ca- it causes it it causes th- those of us who are uh, who are actively reading the Bible, uh, hopefully, to step up and read it more. Yes, and have more s- small groups, and uh, know that God's word is infallible. Uh, I'm glad you pointed out the fact that artificial intelligence makes mistakes. Yeah, and we know it makes mistakes. Uh, It also makes stuff up, which is, I've not experienced that, but it is, they call it hallucinations, where the computer will answer your question with something that is completely fabricated. And you don't know that if you're relying on it for truth. And that's, that's what I think is so important about us reading and understanding our print Bible, so that we can call out new technologies, because the technology can be a false teacher, not just another guy. Does that yeah. make sense, William? All right, William, I appreciate... It sure makes sense. Yeah, I appreciate I'm your call ready. on that, and William is right that we need to be in the Bible. You know, I feel like it's one of those things, right, that as a pastor we say all the time, you know, i got to study your Bible and be in there, and I, I think everybody smiles and nods. And some people really are, but I think for a lot of us, and I get caught in this too, okay, is in fact a, a a problem if you're in ministry is that often your Bible reading is driven by whatever it is you're teaching or whatever is whatever it is is the issue of the day, but you don't spend time in parts of the Bible that aren't so tangibly connected to whatever is current, meaning that, you know, when was the last time you actually read through the whole book of Job? Well, if you're not preaching on Job and you're not talking about suffering right now and you're not talking about questioning God or subjects like that, you know, then maybe you haven't read Job for a long time. You got to do both. You got to read the parts of the Bible that you need to read to to give you wisdom for what you're going through today. But you also have to read parts of it that might seem irrelevant at the moment because later on when they're relevant, you need to know where they are. And we're living in a time where that deception is coming. Jesus told us, Jesus told us when asked about the end of the age, what should we be afraid of? And he said, beware of being deceived. And he left it open to, you know, he didn't say, he gave us some specific examples, but he didn't say only in these ways. And I think that's a big deal. There's, there's studies going on right now to talk about, it's, it's, it's an interesting conversation. I don't, I think you have to be careful when you're talking about end time stuff and revelation uh, or other prophecies in the Bible about end times, you got to be really careful about saying this is definitely that, because for 2,000 years, Christians have been wrong about that. There's books published. There's books published that Gorbachev is the Antichrist, for example. 
um, silliness, right? We should never have published that, never have said that. And I think the only reason they said that is he had that thing on his head, that birthmark, and people thought, oh, that must mean it's the mark of the beast. No, he was a Soviet leader who tried to fix things and it failed because he didn't have any money and uh, he was chased out of office. And uh, he died uh, recently on his estate somewhere else and he's not coming back. But there were books. You can find them. Gorbachev is the Antichrist. This is the end time. We don't want to do that. And we don't want to say, oh, uh, the Antichrist is artificial intelligence. Uh, It could be, I suppose, but uh, I think artificial intelligence needs to be a guy. But there are interesting things about the technology that that shows us that the Bible ultimately is is true because it explains, you know, how in the world would people be judged about who's able to buy and sell, according to Revelation 13, based upon their belief or their their receiving the mark of the beast, however that is done. And if you have the mark of the beast, you'll be able to buy and sell is the idea and participate in the marketplace. If you don't have it, well, then you're out. How, who's going to determine that for the whole world? That, until a few years ago, that seemed like something far-fetched, like maybe parts of the world, but how do you do it for the whole world? Well, now that's not far-fetched at all. But then how, do, how does a small number of people control that? You know how they do, potentially? Artificial intelligence. You know, with artificial intelligence... It is liter- And if you let that intelligence decide who has the mark of the beast or who doesn't, or who really believes something and who doesn't, because it can, it can decide whether you're telling the truth or lying, theoretically. And that's extraordinary. And what that does is it gives, it creates the possibility and the truth, uh, the potential of a small number of people being able to control the global marketplace, every person on earth. That technology exists now. And here we have a guy with tremendous influence from the World Economic Forum suggesting that we let AI make decisions for us about dropping nuclear bombs, suggesting that we let AI make up new religions and come up with new ideas that he thinks are going to be better than our than regular human thinking. See what I mean? As I'm I'm getting to this, you know, a one of the reasons I talk about this is I do think it's just incredibly important. I think as just as people living today, we need to understand that our world is going to change because of of artificial intelligence, that it's affecting jobs. You know, here in Hollywood, we have the writer strike going on, and there's a lot of good argument about pay and about different things. But behind all of it and what you see on the picket signs when you drive by is they want protections from artificial intelligence, because you can write a script with artificial intelligence in seconds, something that used to take weeks and a room full of people. So instead of a room full of people taking a week or two to write a script for your favorite show, and now a individual can write a script for your favorite show, as we've done on this program before, in seconds. And then how long would it, you know, so that affects that entire industry. It affects everybody who is a writer, who is a copywriter, who has those kinds of jobs. So it's a huge deal. But I'm also talking about it because I think that there is a tremendous new use for deception in the church, deception of in people's mind about what the Bible actually says. And that is really critical. You're listening to The Pastor Scott Show. 
And uh, the number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Earlier I asked, you know, are there things that you used to believe spiritually, but then you read it in the Bible and it changed your mind once you finally actually read the Bible? There's a lot of things that the people think that the Bible says that it doesn't. Uh, for example, you know, did Adam and Eve in the, in the creation story and the story in the garden, did they take an apple off a tree? Was it an apple? Uh, I know that some of you would say that it's a, it obviously was a red delicious apple because it couldn't have been that good. I'm just kidding on that, you know, red delicious apple. I don't, you know, there's a whole criticism about that. What's wrong with that? Well, you know, I prefer others. But the Bible doesn't say apple at all. It just says fruit. We have no idea what kind of fruit it was. And you know, it's just, it's become something in the cultural conversation, you know, when Eve pulled the apple off and da-da-da-da-da. And it, it's not like worth getting into a fight about, but if you think it's a real apple, you know, the, the apple computer, the bite out of the apple, have you noticed that? If you got an a, a, uh, apple computer, it had, their symbol is an apple with a bite out of it. Well, that's, that's what it means. The bite out of it is the symbol of knowledge. Have you ever noticed that? I don't, I'm not calling Apple as a demonic corporation, uh, even though they're probably hiring uh, kids to build your iPhone uh, in China. Uh, but that's what that symbol in, indicates. It's from that story. But the Bible doesn't actually say Apple. Uh, how many wise men were there? You know, there's, we say three. It could have been three, but the Bible doesn't actually say. It says there were three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But there could have been 10 different wise men who brought those gifts, right? There could have been a group of people. Uh, we sing that song at Christmas time, right? We three kings of Orient are, well, we don't really know it's three. We just know there are three gifts uh, in Matthew. Uh, you know, those are, these are kind of subtle, but there's some that are more important. Uh, is money the root of all evil? Uh, actually, it says the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. See, it's, it's not that money is the root of all evil. It's the love of money that's the root of all evil. Every, every culture in the world has to have money. It's, it's something there. It's something that matters. But you have to have, you know, but it's really important when you take a look at that passage to realize, you know, you're not an evil person if suddenly you've got some money. It's the love of money. It's what are you doing with it? How are you leveraging what you have for the kingdom of God, for the goodness of others? You know, that's the... You know, the argument I would say for a lot of the, you know, medical procedures are being done on kids for gender and things like that. The argument is that it's about money. It's not about helping kids. It's about a very lucrative practice. And see, it's the love of money. What would cause you to ignore the the potential actual long-term health of a kid and substitute it with something else that doesn't really fit the studies or even common sense? Uh, the love of money would make you do that. What would make uh, scientists uh, change the results of their studies, which happens from time to time? Well, maybe it's because of the grant they're not going to get or the payment they're not going to get if their study comes up with an answer that's not the politically correct answer. That's a problem in the scientific community now. It's called advocacy. And there's so much pressure to not just do research, but to come up with the right research. And there's pressure it that see the money is the the pressure the money itself you know getting paid for the right research and honest research is fine 
it's fine to have your grant and it's fine to get money for that. Good. More power to you. you should have, we should have more studies. Uh, see what I mean? There's a whole lot of things. Are there things in the Bible that you read that changed your mind about something? Uh, we'll finish this up when we come back and take your call. Steve, I see your call and others. The number is 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. This is the Pastor Scott Show Wednesday edition. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Is that first, it's the first technology ever that can make decisions by itself. I hear a lot of people saying, oh, all these worries about AI. Every time there is a new technology, people worry about it, and afterward it's okay. Like when people invented writing and printing presses and airplanes, they were so worried, and in the end it was okay, AI will be the same. It's not the same. No previous technology in history could make decisions. You know, even an atom bomb actually empowered humans because an atom bomb can destroy a city. It cannot decide which city to bomb. You always need a human to make the decision. AI is the first technology that can make decisions by itself, even about us. Let's give a computer the opportunity to decide what city to nuke. That's exactly what he just said. That's Yuval Noah Harari from the World Economic Forum, which is a very influential organization and uh, in the world today with no accountability whatsoever, but they come up with an awful lot of ideas. They, meaning a global elite of different kinds, world leaders, corporate uh, CEOs, and uh, some generally famous people who get invited once in a while for that kind of thing. And what we're talking about is the danger of AI, artificial intelligence, and how later on he went on to say it could write its own religion. We can finally have a religion, he says, that's true, that's actually true because AI wrote it. That's his standard for truth, that AI is uh, superhuman. Let's get to the phones here, 888-528-2557. Steve in El Monte, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. How you doing, Pastor Scott? I'm good, Steve. Um, Good. Uh, Daniel chapter 2, verse 43, where it talks about iron being mixed with murray clay, and they shall make themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave to one another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. That, to me, is where we're heading right now. We're heading where AI is being constructed. Iron is Iris machines. Clay is us humans. And it's going to get to the point where they're going, just like the movie Terminator, where they're going to have an AI robot with skin, human skin, doesn't look any different from anybody else, but it's not going to be able to mingle with each other because it's going to have its own mind. You know, that's an interesting interpretation of that passage. I hadn't thought about that before. I'm going to think about that a little bit more. But, you know, we're certainly at the end of that statue in Daniel, aren't we? Uh, yes, we are. There is, uh, and Steve, thank you for that. I'm going to think about that a little bit. You know, it's uh, it's remarkable that, um, and, and that's kind of the point here that we're making, is that the technology and where we're at, it's not hard to look at everything in the Bible and say, we are there, or we can see how that would play out. Now, historically, and it might still be the right interpretation, that is talking about multiple kingdoms that are together. So it has talked about it being the European Union, and uh, it might have been, except it wasn't the right number of toes, you know, the EU. And there's different ideas about that. I wonder, I, I'm, and I'm not saying I agree or disagree at this point, I, I just haven't heard that, but I find that interesting. Uh, 
and the whole Terminator thing, it's shocking how much we're like that uh, today. 888-528-2557. Jonathan in Los Angeles, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Pastor Scott. Yes, sir. How are you doing, Uh, Jonathan? Yes, I'm doing good. Um, It's an honor to speak to you, Pastor Scott. Well, thank you. Go ahead. Yeah, I just love I just love how you share current events from a biblical perspective and and try to give um, the right answer on every subject and stuff. And I just I just pray for you and the pastors that, that in California that are still preaching biblical truth. Well, I appreciate that, and I and uh, thank you for your prayers. Uh, we all need prayers uh, today. I really appreciate that. Thank you. So, what's your thought about this? Well, my my thought about this is. Uh, so, like, I, I'm a musician. Yeah, I studied I studied classical music for 20 years. Hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm now 35, and um, so you started when you were 15. Yeah, I started yeah. when I was 14, actually. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, so, uh, you know, I by God's grace, I could still play music better than a machine can. Hmm. Now, but, does it worry you, know, you? Does AI worry you as far as being replaced by the machine? Uh. I don't think it will ever. I, so I, I, I don't think it will ever replace a human musician because, mm-hmm. like, classical music is so like uh, nuanced. That's right. That you would need like a conductor and humans to kind of go through the score and uh, play it correctly and give it that emotion because it's not just. Uh, punching notes on a machine. There's more nuance to it. Than there's a, there's a heart to it. I've said the same thing maybe about yeah. even sermons and things is that you can write a sermon with AI, but it doesn't have the heart. And I would say that's similar with with the uh, music, particularly classical music. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I studied it for 20 years. I, uh, my my sister was a wonderful mezzo soprano, and uh, I got to accompany her to free gigs and stuff. Huh. And it was uh, just a great time. Um, yeah, I miss those days. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you do that, and uh, you know what? I think that you're right about the uh, the heart of it. And this is, I think, it's a good part of the conversation with AI to remember that to be human is very special and unique, and part of it is yeah. the heart behind something. Or when you hear music. It's not just your response to it, but it's also the writer wrote it in a way that you can only do if you understand humanity, uh, if that makes sense. Jonathan, thank you. Well, like, yeah, go you ahead. Know, go ahead. Uh, yeah, like J.S. Bach, the greatest composer who ever lived, <laughs> um, he wrote over a thousand compositions. And, and there's just no way that uh, uh, some robot player is going to play all these pieces like like you know, with that human emotion you need to pull the whole thing off and make it beautiful. Yeah, it's an interesting thing, and but I think you're right. I want to go on to some other calls. Jonathan, thank you for calling today, uh, the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. Uh, Lamech, Lamech, Los Angeles, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Is it Lamech or Lamech? Lamech, yes, correct. Ah, Lamech. Uh, thank you for taking, th- yes, thank you for taking my call. Yeah. Just, uh, just, um, uh, I was trying to talk about the other the the wise guys, but uh, the gentleman who taking the calls, he told me you is especially talking about the a AI something like that, right? Yeah. Have you been uh, Have uh, you, you been listening to the uh, the show? The wise guy is JJ a wise guy? 
Well, but uh, it's another time. Another time. Yeah, okay. So, so what's your thought? I want to talk about the the issue. You 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 bring it to to the show, and uh, you know what? I don't I don't understand why why the people are uh, paying too much attention for AI because we have we have we are more power than this than this. Uh, I mean, uh, this system. This system the man wants to put. On the on the on the on the creatures created by God, um, and you know why? Because because uh, the book of uh, the book of Zechariah, especially chapter eight and verse seven and, and verse eight, uh, the Almighty God is clear. It's clear He's going to save us from from the from this kind of system because the people from one of these two lands. What Zechariah talking about are are uh, are responsible for all of this alliance right. to and try, I'm, trying I'm, to destroy the the, the, the creation of yeah. a God. But if we pay attention, if we not recognize the Almighty God, what power we have? So definitely, uh, you know, they gonna try to defeat just the the people who playing game, yeah. who playing with the word of god that's, right lamech that's, that's yeah lamech thank Go you ahead. for your call i'm Go almost ahead. out of time we're almost done today but i thank you for listening to our show and uh and jj by the way you're doing a great job but i think lamech makes a point here that i think this is the point you're trying to make in the end god's going to win this doesn't take over i think the danger here is that if we start turning over what we believe to this computer that we're going to let tell us what to believe about science, about medicine, about religion or other stuff. Number one, it's not an intelligent you know, entity. It's just taking all kinds of human thought and, and putting it in a pile and spewing it out. And there's no heart to it. And it's often wrong. The living God is always going to win and be truthful. And you got to stick with it. The main point here, we're out of time, know your Bible, because there's going to be computers telling you the Bible says things that it doesn't actually say, and even coming up with passages that aren't actually in it because it thinks it's better. That's no good. That's where we are. But Jesus will always be on the throne, and you got to focus there, and that's why you should know his book. All right, we're done for today. You can get the podcast at kkla.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. This is the Pastor Scott Show. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow from 3 to 5. God bless. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com